Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. This is episode 60 on the Merry Biz podcast with Megan Dalla Welcome to Merry Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our Merry Biz on. Today's amazing guest is a strategist, speaker, writer, and researcher. She is committed to changing the conversation for women, leadership, and work. She is the best-selling author of Getting Real About Having It All and her new book, Lead Like a Woman, as well as the creator of the Career Toolkit. And we are so freaking excited to welcome Megan Dalla Camina to the Merry Biz Podcast. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I, I so was supposed to ask you how to say your last name as well and I was like ah reading it (laughs) did I say it right perfect absolutely perfect I'm so so pumped to be here thank you for having me oh we are so excited to have you on the show and the very first question is what has been on your agenda but it is only 10 17 a.m so maybe (laughs) what are you up to today what's the plan well, today I have been packaging up books Ooh. for some beautiful magazine editors Ooh. and uh, I, I love all the feminine goodies. So, you know, little treats in there that I've been packaging up and wrapping up in beautiful cellophane and stuff. So that's what I've been doing this morning. Fine. I, I think uh, I saw that on your Instagram actually. <laughs> yeah, it's so pretty. After my meditation, of course. So yeah, that's and uh, the rest of the day I am um, writing and creating content, which is one of my most favorite things to do. Yeah. Oh, amazing! <laughs> so we have read a little bit about your story, and it's kind of freaking epic. But we would like you to take our listeners back to before the two books, before everything. Tell us about New York. Tell us about that job. We want to know the story. (laughs) You guys are so gorgeous. (laughs) Okay, so we've only got five hours for this. (laughs) Part one. Part one. Okay, so I um, I was in corporate jobs for corporate companies for about 20 years. But before that, I actually grew up performing. So I grew up as an actress, a dancer, a singer. I worked as a music producer and through that whole, you know, up until I was, you know, in my early 20s, I was a writer. You know, that's sort of what I did. And then I ended up in the corporate world purely by accident. I uh, I had a car accident in my early 20s and it wasn't a terrible car accident but it was bad enough that I hurt my back and I was off work for about seven months trying to sort of just get it back together. And when I went back to work, I landed up at GE, General Electric Company, who I'm sure everybody's heard about. Yeah. 
one of the biggest companies in the world. And that started my corporate career. So I, when I was with GE, I spent, it was the electronic commerce division, so e-business. I spent five years in Asia, pretty much um, spent three weeks in Asia, one week back in Australia. So I basically commuted to Asia for wow. nearly five years. Yeah, so if anyone uh, anyone gripes when they get on a plane, that was my life. Wow. Um, I kind of kind of did uh, like Sydney, Hong Kong, Singapore, Tokyo, flip over to Washington no, to headquarters no. and come back to Sydney. So that was my life. Whoa. <laughs> and um, I got a bit sick of that after five years, so I left GE um, right at the sort of height of the dot-com sort of boom and bust and went to PricewaterhouseCoopers mm. and thought I'd stay home for a while, but that kind of didn't happen because then I spent a lot of time in New York mm. and the I think the job that you were talking about when you referenced in the intro was when all of the uh, professional services firms had to split from the accounting, the consulting and the accounting sides, boring, boring, boring. Um, but we had to create a whole new company, multi-billion dollar company that we were going to IPO on the New York Stock Exchange. Oh, my so I spent, gosh. Yeah, it was kind of cool, one of those career highlights. So I spent a lot of time going from Tokyo to New York, Tokyo to New York, oh working on that with, you know, big global advertising agencies and branding companies and it was very cool. Um, but that never happened because the Monday before we were going to IPO, IBM bought the consulting business of PricewaterhouseCoopers and I ended up at IBM. Whoa. And, yeah, so that was the next sort of 10, 12 years. I was head of marketing, so I ran one of the biggest marketing, uh, you know, departments in the country, more travel. Um, and then after a couple of years doing that, I had a major burnout. Mm, yeah. Major, major, major burnout. Is there any other kind, you ask? Um, and completely changed my whole life. So I took a couple of months off. I negotiated a part-time executive role, which is kind of, well, was then kind of unheard of, yeah. where I would work, you know, four days a week, do it flexibly as director of strategy. I also looked after gender diversity and organizational mm -hmm. culture and change. So it's still a big, you know, big job. Mm -hmm. Um, but then went down this wellness path of, you know, how do you have a passionate career that you love and be well? Yeah. How do you actually make that work? Because for, you know, like this is one of the issues of our time, right? It's yeah. really, really challenging. So I went on a bit of a personal, you know, discovery journey. I went and did my yoga teacher training because yeah. I wanted to get, yeah, I just wanted to get deep, you know. I just yeah. wanted to to really go deeper into me and spirit, um, you know, and my body and all of those things. I then did a, I, I did a first master's degree back when I was at IBM. I did a second master's degree in wellness with a major in positive psychology, which was a world first um, degree. Wow. Um, yeah. So that was really cool. I loved every minute of that, hated every minute of my first master's degree, which was <laughs> like, you know, willed myself through it, um, wrote my first book, which was really other women saying to me, how did you do this? You know, how did you take all this science and this yoga journey and, you know, work in this big job and be a single mother and also, like, literally get balance in your life and yeah. bring well-being and thriving? So I kept having people ask me what I did. So I wrote, I wrote a book called Getting Real About Having It All mm -hmm. um, with Hay House. And 
And that really unlocked and got me back into my creativity, which I'd kind of put in a jar on the shelf for the whole time I was in my corporate life. Um, And then, yeah, it leads us to the last couple of years I left my big corporate job. I just (laughs) (laughs) Nothing against anyone who is in a corporate job. I, you know, I have a lot of, lot of clients in corporate and I still love that world, but it was time for me to leave and become a entrepreneur. So that's what I do now. I run two companies. Um, I write, I speak, I coach, I do strategy work and yeah, just spend as much time chilling out as I possibly can. <laughs> Amazing. Oh what, an, what an epic journey. No wonder you've written two books because you have bloody so much knowledge and inspiration <laughs> to give everyone. Ah. Um, so I haven't finished the book yet and I'm very excited too, but I was reading it and I guess this whole like masculinity and femininity Femininity. Yeah. Femininity. <laughs> I always, I, we I, can't I, say it, let alone do it. Exactly. Oh my god. Like this whole balance <laughs> thing. Like, I mean, it's it's a it's a funny thing. I mean, just last night we were watching Mad Men and Peggy had just gotten like the job above Don Draper and she was gonna knock on his door to like give him this information in this, you know, really like loving, kind way. But then she was like, nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to call him and be like, get in my office and like give me this work. Yeah. Like really <laughs> masculine. And I was like, wow, like that's the perfect example of mm. how women have acted masculine when they're in like that corporate world. Like I'd love you to just go into that and tell us about it. Like what yeah. is the, why do we need to make sure that we are balancing these two things? Yes, yeah, such a great question. Um, and this is my... This is my current inquiry, right? So this is where I'm spending most of my time. So we live in a very patriarchal world, right, which, is, which means that we're still living today in a world that was created by men for men. Mm. And we have the outer patriarchy, which is, you know, our governments and our corporations and society in general. Mm -hmm. And then we have our inner patriarchy, which is how we treat ourselves, yeah, Mm -hmm. and how we go against our own nature. Mm. And for so many women to be successful in the outer world, we have become like men. Yeah. You know, we, we... we look at the models of success, we look at the models of leadership, we look at what the ideal worker looks like and for so long, for decades and decades and decades, you know, since the, you know, wave one of the of the feminist movement, we have shown up like that because we thought that's what it needs to look like for us to succeed and for a long time it actually was. But we're coming into a different time now and I don't know if you are feeling it but there is this feminine rising that is happening. Um, So whether you look at entrepreneurs who are really successful and women coming through who are women, who are really balanced in their feminine and their masculine, whether you look at the new wave of corporate leaders coming through, women and men by the way, who are saying no to command and control and being directive and arrogance and, you know, winning at all costs and are instead bringing in traits of vulnerability and empathy and long-term planning and inclusiveness and collaboration and creativity, these things that the research tells us are more feminine traits and you just, you know, feel into your body and you can Mm -hmm. feel that. 
this is where we're moving into now. You know, it is this feminine energy that is rising, whether you look at that from an energetic planetary perspective or you just look at that from changes that are happening in, you know, in business and the world. We see a lot of women who are still leaving professional roles to go and start their own businesses because they feel that for them to truly show up in their most authentic self, they need to remove Mm. themselves from the environment. Um, I mean, my dream, one of my dreams, I have many, but one of my dreams, um, which was, you know, part of the impetus behind Lead Like a Woman, Mm -hmm. the book and the program, is that we want to change workplaces. We want to change the whole culture and change the definition of leadership and change the definition of what a good and ideal worker looks like um, to be this bridge of balance of feminine and masculine energies and traits and that that is what is not only acceptable but is required to be a new type of leader and a new type of person who shows up every day authentically and balanced and happy and thriving because we also know that that's when we get the most out of ourselves and others. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a big concept, right? It's... um, you know, if people listening to this really sit and think about, well, how do I show up? Yeah. Where am I in my more feminine, receptive, allowing energy? And when I am, when when am I in my more sort of drive and strive, mm. go get it, yeah, make shit happen type of energy? Mm. And we need both, right? If we were just in our feminine all the time, we would sit around and meditate and drink tea and (laughs) contemplate the universe and create stuff. And that's awesome. But once we've done that, we need to take it out into the world. Yes. And that's the masculine. So we need, we absolutely need both. Men and women need both. But we need to bring them into balance. And for so long, we have individually and collectively been out of balance and we need to bring that back. Okay. So... Like we always talk about this too because we notice in our business that, you know, we'll have this big phase of like go, 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 go and like real masculine energy and then it's like, whoa, like we need to chill and we need to relax and we need to like get back into our like flow and like and get in tune with our bodies and health and wellness and then we go too far feminine, too, too yeah. yin sort of thing. So yes. that's something that we're aware of. How Like how do you keep it balanced and should it be balanced like every day? Like, you know, you do it. So it's just always balanced or do you actually allow yourself to go more masculine or more feminine? Yeah, such a great question. I'm so I'm it's so great to hear you to, like be so aware of this and mm. talk about this and how this impacts you because that's the first step, right? The first mm. step for everyone is to be aware where am I currently? And what is serving me and what isn't serving me? Um, so, look, I, I feel like for us to be happy and healthy, and I can, you know, talk from my experience, but also, you know, my clients, tens of thousands mm. of women I speak with every year, you know, out mm. doing speaking gigs and workshops, is that when we can bring a balance into every day, we can thrive more frequently so for me you know that looks like you know I get up in the morning I go for my walk um, which is usually at the beach um, swim when it's warm enough and just have morning time come home do my meditation which isn't three hours it's usually 10 minutes this morning it was 20 because I was just feeling the need do a bit of yoga and then my morning time until 10 o'clock is creative time Mm. so it's writing it's thinking about 
you know, creative ideas in my business. It might be reading something. And it's just, it's, it's in the feminine. I'm in the receptive. Yeah. And then 10 o'clock, I, I like, I run my, I run two companies, right? So yeah. I need to, I need to switch. I do that mindfully. And, you know, I'm sitting here talking to you. I've got my incense burning. I've got my tea. I've got my crystals. Like I'm about as woo woo as it gets. <laughs> yes. Um, which I love and I balance that with my academic and, you know, executive. Yeah. And but then, you know, I go into the masculine and I'll be creating stuff or I'll be coaching, I'll be out speaking, I'll be working on, a, you know, a business strategy for an entrepreneur that I work with. Um, and then at, at points throughout the afternoon I will stop and I will bring myself back. So whether that's a five-minute meditation, whether it's just having a break to have some beautiful herbal tea mm. or I go sit outside in the sun and play with my dog for 10 minutes, you know, sit outside in the sun while I have my lunch, they're all things that bring us back, yeah, yeah into, into that more feminine state. And then more work and then the same in the evening, you know, at the end of the day. How do you switch off mm. And bring yourself in some form of nighttime ritual to sort of close yourself down for the day. So that could be more meditation, yoga, time with friends, talking to a girlfriend, being with your lover, um, you know, reading, tea, whatever it is, yeah, to again close that off. Because so many women as well, and, and guys do this as well, um, We'll get to the end of the day and the last thing that they're doing as they're in bed before the lights go out, maybe even after the lights yeah. are out, is they're doing their email. Yeah. So we're still in masculine. We're still in doing. We're still in, you know, making stuff happen. Mm. And our bodies and our spirit doesn't have a chance to, you know, sort of sit back in to our bodies, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, look, it's a balance. Um, so that's on a daily basis but... You know, we live in the real world, right? And we're business owners mm -hmm. and entrepreneurs and creators. And there's also seasons of our life and mm -hmm. seasons of our business. And we, we're cyclical beings, just as nature is cyclical. So, you know, I've just come out of a massive, massive six-month creation period uh -huh. you know, where it's been very masculine. It's been writing a book. It's been creating a new company, branding, website. Mm -hmm online program, you know, now we're in sort of the marketing and sales phase of that. So very heavily into my drive, yeah. uh, which I'm geared for. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, once that finished, I took myself off to Byron for 10 days. I just needed to completely decompress and unplug yeah. and receive instead yeah. of put out. Yeah. So we, we have to recognize the cycles um, and the seasons of our life, of our work, of our business, and it's it's fine to go and do that. I know you guys have just done it too, right? We and you push, you push, and you push, and you push. Yeah. But at some point, you have to recognize, okay, where's my feminine here, yeah. and how do I make sure I've got that in my days, but also that I have a period of time after I've had a massive push to say I'm going to give myself space now. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so good, and I think so many people just forget to do that. Like, it's, yeah. we're always just going, going, going. And, like, that's why everyone is so stressed out and we're all maybe getting a little bit sick and burning out. Like, that, like yeah. stopping from burning out is that time where you go away for 10 days or you, go, you spend a day even. Like, we just have days sometimes where we're like, okay, we're not going to do anything today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're so um, out of tune with ourselves. Mm. 
right? So a big part of this is learning to tune in. And that's why I love meditation. Mm. Um, meditation scares the crap out of everybody. It Really, it's not that scary. Yeah. You know, you sit down, you close your eyes and you bring your attention to your breath. And, yeah. you know, when, when your mind goes and runs 100 million miles an hour and you recognize it, you just bring yourself back. You know, we call it practice for a reason. So, um, but whatever you need to do to start tuning in to yourself so that you can become aware of, oh, I feel like crap today. Yeah. Like I'm really, like this morning I didn't go for my walk because I got up and I felt really, really tired yeah. um, and just like bodily tired, you know, like no energy. So I went up and I got some juices um, from the juice bar and I came back and I sat down and I meditated for 20 minutes and did some yoga. Yeah. And that's like I listened to myself. Yeah. And, you know, after spending most of my life not doing that, mm -hmm. it changes everything for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's like I love everything you're saying and the whole listening to yourself. So what about, you know, someone who doesn't really know what to do but they want to start listening to themselves and like figuring out what their intuition is saying maybe. Like what are your tips mm -hmm. for discovering how to connect with that? Yeah. Um, so the first thing is to is to create some space, right? We're so busy, as you said. We're so busy. We're obsessed with our devices. Yeah. We're obsessed with who's just how many likes did I get on my yeah. Instagram post and who's loving me today, who's validating my existence. Um, we have to create space from all of that yeah. because the, there's like so much noise that you can't possibly have a, any remote chance of tuning in and connecting to your intuition if you don't block out the noise for periods of time, not all day, but, you know, give yourself five minutes in the morning to sit down and meditate mm. or to sit down and have a cup of tea before the day starts mm. or to go for that walk without something in your ears so that you are just connected. Yeah. So that's really important. Connecting with nature is really important, yeah. especially women, um, to really connect back to Mother Earth. Yeah. Uh, so whether that's um, sitting on the grass, getting your feet in the, you know, in the earth, in the ocean, um, just anything, you know, that really connects you back. But the most important thing, and it's the simplest thing to do, is just to get still. Because as our body stills and our breath slows down, our thoughts and our mind settles. Mm. And then we have space to allow in the guidance, which really is our guidance, you know, it's yeah. our intuition, it's our wisdom, it's our knowing that when we get quiet enough, we can actually hear it. And then we don't have to go and ask 10 people for their opinion mm. of what we should do next because we know. Yeah. Yeah. And the more that you do that, the more you learn to trust yourself, which is the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I that, love that so much. Yeah. That's why yin yoga is so good. Yin yoga is amazing. Gosh, I love yin yoga. We yeah. did it last night and it's just like you get on this bliss high and you're just like, what the yes. hell just happened for an hour? Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, right? And, <sighs> and, and once you have access to that, you know, this is the thing for so many people. If you can just get a taste of that sense of peace and bliss and stillness mm. and receptivity, right, that openness, mm to hearing what you need to know, like you never go back from that, right? Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, you do need to build the discipline because it's just so easy to get sucked into life. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I have to make myself sit down and meditate. Yeah. I could be doing 50 other things, yeah. but it's a choice, you know. It's a choice for how you want to be in the world. Totally. What do you think is going to happen to the world when it does balance? Like when, you know, it actually is – because it's still more masculine, isn't it? But Oh, totally. You, so what do you think is going to happen when – Femininity, feminine, feminine, feminine energy. energy. Oh my feminine. God, why did I? <laughs> you know, when it does balance out, like what stuff is going to happen? What's going to change? What's your prediction? Mm, well, just a small question. <laughs> what does the future hold? What the future? I love it. Okay, so I'll put on my visionary hat. So, look, you know, if you listen to the wisdom teachers, right? Um, you know, the Marianne Williamson's of the world who, you know, is probably one of my, what is, you know, one of my most important teachers. Um, when we talk about balancing the feminine and masculine energies on the planet and we have, and we truly have that in balance, the feminine in our men and in our women, then we take care of the world and we take care of each other. Mm. Like, like it's pretty simple. Very hard to do, very, very easy to say. Um, but that's like that's the ultimate goal, right? We have healing, we have peace, we have people fed, you know, no one's homeless. Um, we don't have starving children in the world. Everybody's educated and has right to an education. We don't have war, we don't have terrorism. Mm -hmm. We have balance. And mm -hmm. and this is not a gender statement. So people get all up in arms about, you know, the feminine and the masculine. Um, this is nature. Yeah, it's like the yin and the yin, the yin and the yang. Yeah. Um, we need it in everybody. You know, we need our men to be tapped into their feminine and their masculine. We need women to be tapped into their feminine and masculine so that we can get to harmony. Yeah. I, I, and I mean, like, yeah, fine. <laughs> Let's all sit around and sing kumbaya. But like, isn't that the goal? Like, isn't that why? Really, we're all here. You know, to love our children, to love each other, and to create a better world. Oh, I love it. So Far much, out. so much yes. So much yes. <laughs> so much amazing, magical yes. I want to sing Kumbaya. Um, <laughs> so what about men? So how do we get our men, the men in our lives to be more feminine? Like how do we introduce yeah. that to them when they are really masculine maybe or like completely like what the heck are you woo-woo crazy chicks talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, look, I think men have a pretty hard time, right? Mm. Men get beaten the crap out of yeah. all the time. And I think we need to soften into the possibility that men are struggling just as much as women are. Yeah. And that the gender roles that men have to play in society around what a good man looks like, mm. you know, so what is he? He's strong. He's... Um, driven, he has money, he's probably tall, mm. um, yeah, like he's powerful and he never cries and like all the bullshit we put on men, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So for, for us to get to this nirvana state of balanced feminine and masculine, we need to redefine modern masculinity yep. as much as we need to help women come into their divine feminine. Mm. So, you know, and if you look at, I mean, I look at my son who's nearly 16 and, like, he just has this covered, you know. He's <laughs> in touch with his vulnerability but he's strong, mm. you know. He's um, empathetic to other yeah. people. All of his yeah. female friends love him because, you know, he's the one they all talk to about their problems. Aww. 
you know, but he's a but he's a guys guy, you know, and yeah. he's he's a, he's a rugby player. Like these boys coming through now, they're not afraid to cry and show emotion. Yeah. Wow. So so different. So I think for to answer your question specifically, you know, if you're with a, a man, if he's your partner, if he's your friend, if he's your father, if he's your child, and you see these signs of traits that the research, not me, the research says mm-hmm. is you know, defined as a feminine trait, you know, vulnerability, mm. um, empathy, collaboration, etc. then recognize it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to make a big song and dance. Oh, wow, you're being vulnerable. You're in your feminine. Like, you don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> but, sticker. <laughs> but, yeah, gold sticker. Here's your star chart for feminine quality. <laughs> um, but we need to start acknowledging and celebrating in our men the qualities that are outside the gender norms mm. that we see certainly in the west in the western world and in patriarchal societies and celebrate that yeah. and let them know especially our boys growing up mm. that this is it's not only okay it's it's fabulous right you're a normal person with with a balance inside of you and the more we celebrate that then the more we will see it Love it. I love it so oh my much. gosh, I love this chat. I know, me too. I, I wanna like I know like it's almost thirty minutes and I'm like, no, I have so many more questions. Um, I wanna quickly talk about vulnerability because I think that this has just been popping up more and more in my life, like hearing about it. So what does it actually mean to be vulnerable? Yeah. So look, vulnerability really the core of vulnerability is I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Mm. Can you? Right? And like like it's as simple as that. Yeah. No. And if you think about in this world that we live in, especially in a work context, how hard it is for people to say, I don't know, especially if you're a leader or but really anyone, for you to be in a meeting or in a room or with a client and say, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that. That's vulnerability. Yeah. It's saying I've got this. I've got this project that I'm working on, and I don't know how to do this or that, or I'm overwhelmed, or I'm really struggling here. Can you please help me? That's vulnerability, yeah. right? And like this is this is one of the future keys of um, of the world, but particularly in my work in in leadership, right? Of having vulnerable leaders. And having leaders who can be um, real and inclusive and authentic. And when they don't know something, they say, hey, I don't know. Like no one's going to die if you say I don't know mm-hmm. or if you ask for help. So that's really the core of vulnerability. It's being who we are. Mm. You know, it's being who we are with all of our glory and all of our scars and wounds and not being afraid to show them. Uh, I love that. <laughs> You're amazing. You're so amazing. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to finish the book. Bloody hell. Everyone, everyone will put links to the book in our show notes and go and buy it because it's already amazing and I haven't even finished it. So before we do get to our last question, we would love you to share with our audience where is the best place that they can find more information about everything that you do? Oh, wow. Um, I'm so in love with you guys. You need to know. Um, oh, so, <laughs> so 
the best place to find me as a truck goes past my door, <laughs> um, best place to find me is megandellacamina.com. Um, so that's my website. That's where I live. That's where I write every week. Um, I am obsessed with Instagram when I'm not meditating. So you can find me on Instagram, Megan Della Camina. I'm on Twitter at M Camina. And I'm like everywhere else, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> and you can find out all the book information, everything on my website. It's it's Lead Like a Woman. It's available, Booktopia, Amazon, Kindle. It's in all bookstores in Australia as of last week. Amazing. If it's not there, please ask for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> online in the US. And uh, leadlikeawoman.net if you want to go and check that out as well. Amazing. Perfect. And as we said, all of those links will be in the show notes. Yes. So go and check them out. So, <laughs> Megan, what's the one mantra you're living by right at this moment? Yeah. So, I'm obs- I love mantras. Um, <laughs> so, at the moment, the one that I'm really um, – that, that's really leading me at the moment is um, slow down and go deeper. Yeah, so it's really about like I'm very I'm very fast. <laughs> I do things fast. I create stuff fast. Um, so for me, it's all about just slowing down, which is really coming into the feminine, yeah. and to really go deeper, like just go deeper into into your feminine, into your receptive nature, um, into um, all that is beautiful about being a woman, yeah. and and to really sink into that and to ground into that. That's my journey at the moment. Oh, I Amazing. love it so much. Oh, gosh. I'm going to steal your mantra. <laughs> Please do. Oh, Please do. We are so super grateful for your time yeah. and all the knowledge that you've shared with us today and our listeners. It has been so amazing hearing the words that come out of your mouth, Megan. It's just like we've been here like nodding and being like, oh, my gosh, keep speaking. Um, but, yeah, we're so grateful. So thank you so much. You are so welcome. It has been a divine conversation and, yeah, just love everything you both do and really grateful for you having me on. Sending out huge amounts of love to Megan for coming on the show. That was such an amazing episode and we just loved it we got so much out of it so we know that you guys did too if you loved it be sure to give us a five star rating on itunes because we would be so super grateful and remember to subscribe over at the merrymakersisters.com forward slash biz that's b-i-z because then we'll send you all the emails well not all the emails just one email a week with all the new podcast episodes so you will never, ever miss out. Yay, have the best day ever. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.